in a world that has more than enough information and noise. Is it even possible to truly anchor ourselves and have peace in a scattered world? Hi, this is Pamela and Mary, and we are a mother-daughter team who span two generations but share one message. We will delve into what it looks like to be fully integrated, body, soul, and spirit, and will bring encouragement and hope all along the way. We get it. Life is hard. And let's be real. Hard doesn't even begin to describe it on some days. But we want you to know that you're not alone. And not only that, we are here to come alongside you and cheer you on as you walk out your individual storyline. So join us as we journey together and laugh, cry, and everything in between. Welcome to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey, welcome back to the More Than Enough podcast. Okay, so last week we jumped into all things what this podcast is going to be about and just kind of our heart for the podcast. And in light of that, we feel like, you know, something that seems really fitting would be to share some of our stories as we kind of talked about how important storytelling is and sharing our narratives. So with that, I'm going to have my mom share a little bit of her story and how it's impacted the narrative of her life over the years. So she won't go into too many details. She's actually, like I mentioned last week, writing a book. So you'll kind of, we'll be talking about that as we go through as well. But I just wanted to give you a little glimpse into her life, into our lives, and some of the moments and the circumstances that have shifted her perspectives. And hopefully, again, what's the point of all of this, that you'll be able to glean some from that. So yeah, mom, if you want to just jump on in, I think that would be awesome. Thanks, Mary. I I do love sharing my story. This is an unusual thing to be doing today. I've never done anything like this in this format. So I'm just going to transition and jump right in and um, say that I I think the idea is already that you know that story is valuable. My story is valuable too. I've lived longer than maybe a lot of you listening, so I have a lot of story. So I'm just going to tell you just one part of my story today. I think that's the best way As we talk about going a little deeper and not quite so broad so that maybe you can really get to know a little bit about me instead of me just rushing through my narrative. So I'm going to jump in when I married my husband. I was 18 and my husband was 22. He was from Connecticut. I was from Florida. And we met in Key West when my dad moved us there my junior year. He was down in Key West collecting unemployment and selling pot. And playing volleyball by day. Yes. Playing volleyball, beach volleyball with the Navy boys. So so we came from very different places. But what we shared, what we had no idea of at the time, what we did have in common was extraordinary brokenness and trauma and all all kinds of problems that, you know, you don't see when you're in love. I, I was I looked kind of beautiful at that time. I was young and blonde and 18, and, and, and he had the bluest eyes ever, still does. So, man, we, yes. we, we fell in love. You love is going to... Enough. Enough. Love is yeah. enough. Yes. Yeah. I, I look back at that girl, and I don't even know what was in her brain. Not much, because <laughs> she, she was pretty disassociated and didn't yeah. really think about anything that was hard. So, all that to say that we both came from a difficult family and childhood. It had marked both of us as it has many of you listening today. So, but we, Brad wasn't saved when he came down to Key West, but he got radically saved. And then we ended up going to Bible college just a few months after we were married, about a year and a half later when we met. So yeah, pretty much happily ever after. 
Yep. Yep. We're going to saved you. You had a horrible childhoods, but then now you found each other. So yes, it seems like the Cinderella story, right? It it, (laughs) it, it certainly was for about three months. (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you, it was. Yes. I cherish those three months in my mind, (laughs) in my memory. But, but I would say that that that's exactly how it was. And um, because he had gotten radically saved and I'd been trying to preach to him and but God came in in a radical way. And uh, and again, being in love and being in Key West is is like a, a love potion all, all mixed together. So, but, but he was called into ministry. He thought right away and we went to Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. And as I said, three months, because it was just about three months later that, you know, wow, it just, everything kind of started to fall apart. And uh, I began to see where he was anxious. He certainly saw where I was anxious. I was crying every night in our marital bed for my mommy. I mean, that's that's not <laughs> a good sign. That's going to yes. be problematic. I'll tell you, girls. Right, you're right. Doing that, yes, that's, that's a problem. So we stayed at Moody. And because all these things started to bear, the burdens that we carried, the anxiety that we carried, the ways we both escaped, we had a lot in common. It just wasn't exactly the same kinds of ways that we freaked out or that we became overwhelmed. So fear drove us both. We just acted in different ways when fear was driving us. And um, so we didn't really quite make it through Moody. It was a three-year school at the time where I'd quit a couple of times. And by the second time, we had thought we weren't going to have children. And then we, we thought maybe that would help our marriage or something. And, right, um, yeah, kids always that helps broken everything. <laughs> and wow, talk about shocked. I, I will tell a side story. You know, please don't judge me, those of you who are listening. Um, but you can, of course, you can do whatever you want to do. But I'm going to be honest here and say that, man, one, one of the memories that I carry with me is when Joshua, which is our firstborn, was only about three or four months old. There was just so many things going wrong. It doesn't matter. But I, he was crying. He he was crying and crying. And I'd had to move in with my mom and dad because Brad was going to go to Orlando. And But that this one particular night, he would not stop crying. And I'm laying on the floor in his, near his little crib. And I just started crying. Now, of course, many of you have done that, right? We've cried when our kids won't stop crying in the middle of the night. It's like I can't go another night without sleep. But I, I, I'm going to tell you what I thought. I... This this is just an example of, I think I was definitely a bit disassociated. I was living at 18, 17 when I met Brad. In some ways, just kind of like a little girl. There were just so many things I hadn't even thought about. So really, that's part of the reason why I'm telling this. but, But I remember the reality that broke in on me that night on the floor as I lay there crying next to him. And the reality was that I couldn't take him back to the store. Like he, and I, and I'm telling you, but you have no idea how it was as if I was in a horror movie. Like it was like I had purchased or somehow someone had given me something that was so important. And so you had to be so responsible and you had to be so with it. And I, felt like I couldn't take him back. There was, there was nothing I could do. And the weight of that, I almost felt crushed by it on that particular night. 
So that that sort of gives you some insight into how things were going and how I was. And yes. So again, both of us just very woefully prepared for marriage, let alone for parenting. I went on to have three other children, as you know, Mary's the baby after Josh was David and then Elizabeth. So I would say that, you know, adding one, two, three, four children in the midst of our brokenness with no vision in sight for mentoring or counseling or just thinking, I just can pray a prayer and this will be better and he can read his Bible and we'll all be okay. Right. And um, again, no grid or no wisdom in that way for really the weighty things of life because I had blocked them out and had learned to do that since early childhood. There was just a a lot of darkness in my house growing up and some abuse that happened that really made me just try to find a way to escape from that. So so I, I would say that our first 22 years of marriage is, is really the thing I wanted to focus on in my story today. And just that it was very difficult. And, and I say that not to dramatize something. You'll get more details later. But um, I'm just saying that because I always want to say to women that if, if God can help our family and, and my husband and I, you know, I, I really believe in miracles and I believe that God can do anything. My marriage never had much of a Cinderella moment. There was a moment, but not many. My marriage and my relationship with my husband and in life and in circumstances, things with my children, losing my son Joshua when he was 17, that just jumps to kind of where those first 22 years pivoted. But throughout those years, Brad's choices and behaviors and coming and going was having an effect on all the children. And so there was so much woundedness just from my next 22 years of marriage, aside from what I experienced in my childhood. Yes, I think it was one of those things, like people looking at our family was just like, it was like a train wreck, the kind of thing you don't really want to look at, but you kind of like are curious. So you just keep looking at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a good way to put it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. I think all of us kids were just kind of just spiraling out in our own different ways. Josh, your oldest, he was definitely starting to spiral, but yeah, you were dealing with four super, super intense kids. Your boys were struggling with different things. Josh was in and out of rehab, already dealing with drugs. I mean, you know, right. Just to give people a picture, it was, it was, it was pretty crazy. You know, we, we never knew when dad was going to have a job, not have a job, going to be around, not be around. You work in three jobs at one time. Again, just trying to get people a picture. Yeah. It was crazy town, right? We were that family that, you know, you kind of look at and you're like, oh, that's really sad. But also like, please, I don't want my children to hang out with you type of situation, right? So yes, so yes, this is what's happening. And everything's starting to like hit the fan on every level. So that's that's the backdrop there. And then Josh dies from an overdose. So yes, start from there. Yes, go. yes, yes. So, so yes, he, he definitely unexpected. And I was at a point where, um, you know, I was praying desperately to God that he would do something and intervene. And that particular weekend, I did spend time with the Lord on a Friday morning, 
the day after taxes. And then basically God showed me that he was going to completely set Joshua free by Josh seeing him face to face. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so that was something I fully believed because God had communicated to me in a similar way at times. And all those things had happened in that way. And at the same time, I asked God to take Brad home and I wanted him to just pass on to the, <laughs> to, to the, you know, fly away. Yes. I'll fly You're away. Like, yes. I love you a lot. And <laughs> yes. Right. No, but I hear your heart. Yeah. I mean, we're, dad we, was we so were struggling. all suffering. Yes. Yeah. And dad so, was so struggling and it was yes. just like, he, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, 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 you know, but the, the reality was, is that it was very dark at this point. Right. I could feel it. There were so many details and these are, these are why you'll have to know those details to connect all these dots. But it was, God was brooding over our house just yes. two weeks before this weekend. But all of that, I walked away from my prayer time with the Lord, knowing God really heard me when I asked in mercy for him to take Brad home and sort of put him out of his misery so he could be home. In, with Jesus. And, um, and I asked for God to heal Josh and God clearly said he would see me when he sees me face to face, he'll be completely healed. That very night on Friday night, Joshua overdosed and was taken home and saw Jesus face to face that very night. Wow. And just 24 hours after he died, God visited Brad in real life, real time, and did the miraculous in a three-day visitation. That it's opposite of what I asked right? for the right, right person, but it was not long at all, yes. at all, until I realized if it had have happened any other way, we might have all been destroyed yeah. in various yeah. ways. That's kind of a cliffhanger to hang you on there, but that's where things pivoted. So did we have Cinderella after that? No way, no how. But right, everything right. began to shift and there was yes. more capacity. And there was so much that God did to begin to help us in all of our old wounds now that had been compounded in marriage and Joshua's death in some ways. So yeah, it it was, it's it's been it's been a journey, but you know, it, it doesn't mean that everything is all bad, but a lot of it, I would say, was bad. And, and and it kept declining. And like Mary said, it was kind of hard to watch for other people. But it was also hard for us as, as a family <laughs> living it. I'll tell you that. Yes. I'm sorry it was hard for you to watch. It was a lot harder to live it. Yes. Yes. But no, I, I love how you said it shifted everything just enough where there was like a ship that's headed for rocks and just a headed for cliff, like a rocky cliff. It was like the Lord broken at just the right moment. Otherwise we would have been a boat that just crashed up against it. And the Lord just shifted the trajectory away from those rocks. I, I would add to that picture to me, we, we did crash. We crashed on right? the rocks. <laughs> And the water was filling. The yeah. thing is, is it was oh, coming. Yeah, yeah, if you've yeah. seen Titanic, yeah. the water's yeah. rising. Yes, God rescued us in that moment. And yes. I have told yes. him thousands of times in the last 23, yes. 24 years that I will spend all of eternity yes. thanking him. I'll never stop yes. thanking him. Yes. It'll take forever yes. to say thank you. And yes, 
Yes. You're like, no, we were crashed and we were about to die. Water was up to our necks. It it was like literally going to be a miracle. Yes. Yes. To get out of that one. No, you're absolutely. That's how it seemed for sure. No, that was so good. Yes. It just reminds me of like, I feel like our theme verse as a family would be like the Psalm of I lift my eyes up to the hills. Where does my help Mm. come from? Comes from you and you alone. So yeah, no, that's so good. So good. Um, okay. My next thing though, is I feel like the million dollar question is like, okay. So it's like, I feel like everybody listening has like a, a thing that they're praying for a thing that's like, oh, if this just happened, like the miracle moment, they just, they need that breakthrough. Okay. So, you know, you haven't gone into too many details, but basically though, to summarize 22 years of moments, like hellish moments, right. And then there was a climax. There was a breakthrough for our family. But it's interesting that it's actually been 22 years, yes. I think, yes. like since then. We're in our, we're, yeah, yes, we're right. in our 23rd so, year. So this is the first year yeah. we have been in our marriage and as a family unit one more year than where we were before. Yes, it is yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's I didn't mm-hmm. even really think about that. So yeah, so it's been 22 years since then. So I think the big thing is, is like, okay, what happens when the miracle finally does come? Like. Is it is it everything that it's cracked up to be? Is it like, yes, this is that was the solution? Or is it like a dog who finally yeah. like catches the car it's been chasing and it's like, oh, okay, now what? Like that that wasn't the solution. Or is it a mix of both? Like what I mean, and I I mean again, I I, I know a little bit of this, but just like of the of the twenty-two years, is it everything that you thought it would be? And how does that how does that walk out? Should we be praying for the miracle and putting everything in that? Um, or is it, is it not really about that? You know, and I bet if I were to enter, you know, if we could cast a poll right now and we were live and I said, all right, how about all 10 of you that are watching? Ha ha. That, you know, you could, (laughs) that you could just all say, what do you think the answer to that is? I, I would guess that people intuitively know it just, it can't be everything, but yet we live like it is. That's the thing. I think we know the right answer to that, but Mm -hmm. we live Mm -hmm. as if this one thing is going to change everything. And so I want to just say again, speaking to you, uh, I'll I'll call you you guys often because I'm from the South. I'm not calling you guys on any reason other than I'm from the South. So I could try to say more often you all, but you all that are listening, I do want to say that if you don't get anything else ever listening to our podcast, please get this, that there is no one thing. There is no one thing in God yeah. by his wisdom and his prerogative yeah. has created this life yeah. to be like two friends walking on a long journey. And he is the friend. He is the faithful one. He is yeah. the one who has the power to change things in your life. And certainly your heart and your mind and what you think about and how you feel about things. He can change you in every way that a good friend can't. But I would just say that, yeah, the right answer, of course, is that it was not going to be the one doll, one deal, one prayer, and it's all over. So, again, what would that look like if it did? Because now we have no need of God. We have no need to pursue his face. If his hand has given us what we wanted and it satisfied us, how are we ever really going to pursue his face of intimacy? and dependency and trust in him and know how much we need him. So, of course, would I, in some ways, there's a part of me that would like, yeah, to be a kind of a one and done thing. But the thing is, no, it wasn't. But here here is what happened is that it was enough. 
It was enough. Yeah. It was, quite honestly, it was, what is it, Mary? More than more enough. Than it was more <laughs> than enough than what our, for what our family needed at that moment. If God hadn't intervened. Yes. And I, I can't think of another way that if he didn't do something that radically changed and shifted, we could have all. Yeah. We could have all suffered dramatically more or been gone or lost, even at Brad's hand. Who knows what the enemy had in store to destroy us. So, but yeah, yeah. so yeah, I I would say that God intervened in a way that was a bit miraculous for sure. About two days, about 48 hours after Joshua, that we knew that he had been gone. And so we were not from any kind of Pentecostal or charismatic background. So for something to occur in a kind of supernatural way was really outside of Brad and I's grid. We were pretty conservative yeah. in how we saw God. We still are, quite honestly, but we're definitely open to anything that he he wants to do in his timetable. So the things that occurred, they became synergistic. They changed Brad, who had already obviously encountered the Lord, had been born again, but was completely bankrupt in so many ways. At that point, and uh, yeah. my children were going into some dangerous paths, and uh, so God was full of mercy to see our pitiful little family, and take pity yeah. on us in a way that was not condescending, but then a way was life giving, and so I would yeah. say here were some of the surprises to me after Joshua died, and after Brad radically changed, in a three day visitation from God. I would say that some of the most surprising things as time went by is that I, in early time tables, that I found myself, I could finally was safe to be angry about the first 22 years. That was pretty wild. It was huge. huge. I'd never been able to stop, to breathe, to look or self-explore anything. So that became quite an opportunity for God to begin to sit with me and help me deal with a lot of things. Yeah, I was actually going to refer to that because that was kind of my next question as far as obviously, no matter how much you were coping and the Lord was sustaining you over that 22 years and your whole life, I mean, you didn't get into childhood, but the craziness of that. So there's so much trauma there, so much pain, so much real like hurt that, you know, you inflicted, all of us inflicted. So how did you begin to walk that out? And was that... Again, we already know your answer, but was that a one stop like, yes, God encountered Brad and me. And it was like, yes, and the healing is done. Again, I'm not minimizing that the Lord can absolutely do that in his prerogative wants. But how did that look for you? How is that still looking? For no, you? there was no way it was a Cinderella story. I will say that right off the bat. And for yeah. those of you who that might be disappointing yeah. to you, I am so sorry. I, I, I really am genuinely because that can be disappointing. But I just can't overemphasize how many beautiful things came out of it. And the ability to change was now present. It's as if there was a giant boulder in Brad's life, as well as my own, as well as my kids. And boulders that would have been nearly impossible to tear down by that point in our lives. I would say that there was enough. There was enough grace now. There was enough tasting of seeing something that could change that. You couldn't have imagined change even being some of you out there. Surely you must have either experienced that or feel like that right now. It's like 
There's no way yeah. I can't see any way out of this ever changing. And, and, and my advice on that is that it isn't about trying to look at the end and see this miraculous change, but change is happening every day when you're just continuing yeah. to say, God, I, I need you for today. But all that to say that, no, it wasn't quite like that. It was initially. Brad truly was a bit of an anomaly in the kind of way that God came to him. But he was marked by that, and he was the original call that he had to ministry. He shifted from appraising in the next couple of years, and Brad, Brad and I were both ordained, and we've been in ministry, for the most part, in a broad sense, ever since that time. Were yeah. there falls? Were there things? Were there triggers in my life of yeah. the deep fear yeah. that I had of him in so many ways? Him, too. He'd had been used to me responding in a way. You know, where, you know, whether it was coming out as like judgment against him or out of my fear and control to try to control him. All yeah. those places, we had lots of triggers to walk through and our kids had to do a lot of forgiving and not that that yeah. was demanded of them in any way. It was going to be a long, long journey of wholeness for all of us. But yeah, I, I would say that, no, we've still had there was a lot of, lot of hard things that came up in those first couple of years, and we were being tested, yeah. of course, even by the enemy himself who wanted to uproot the beautiful things that yeah. were happening. So lots of things, and, and I'm not, not withholding those stories. There are just too many of them, and we'll get into some of them yeah. over the time. But yes, God is faithful, and that's the main thing. That's the main yes. thing is that yes. I found where every time I'm still triggered by any kind of fear in my life, I found that it's just a door that on the other side, there's more freedom. There's more healing. Yes. And yeah. the fear is just, it's just like a mirage in the desert. It's not even real. Yeah. So obviously this yeah. has radically brought me into a new season of my life, this latter 22, now 23 years going on, that I've had a lot of time to reflect, to grow, to heal. And there's very specific ways God has done that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think to even think about, I, I, not that you glazed over, again, this is something that's going to be in your book, something that's huge, but just the loss of Josh and reconciling what that looks like of losing a son, but essentially gaining a husband. And I think so many people, I mean, that's where it doesn't matter if they gained a husband. I mean, the loss of a child would have been, would have been it, right? I mean, such huge events like that. I mean, that's where people's stories and in their mind, at least it's, it's like they can't move forward. And again, that, that's so much there. And there's so many layers there. Um, and I assume it's, it's the similar thing of just the Lord continuing to have to sustain you, but even just talking to that for a minute, as far as like reconciling that throughout, throughout the years, how does the Lord continue to sustain your heart in the midst of that? Yeah. Oh man, that I'm just so glad we're doing this together because you can reflect and see whole things. I love that about your intuition yeah. and, and insight and wisdom. Yeah, of course. I, I would have to, I, I guess I yeah. was kind of thinking I'd pick up more on that at another story, but a couple things I do want to yeah. say is that, let me tell you, I, I said that there were some interesting things that happened after this miraculous thing. In that two days when we found out that Josh was, had already died by the time we found out. But that's, a, again, another story unto itself. But I would say that one of the surprising things after the funeral and in the, in the probably in about three to four months to come, 
I saw it on the day of the funeral. It's yeah. just a week later. I'm 40 years old, a young mom. Mm. My firstborn son has died unexpectedly. But one of the most surprising things was seeing a mom and the what they're mm. feeling. Because, right, let's, I mean, I'm I'm sort of joking, but I'm not really to say that I think most of us would think I'd give up yeah. my husband before my son, before my child, because we're, we're <laughs> yeah. so deeply, the yeah. idea, something that's so ingrained in a mother yeah. about their child. So by the time they would try to even open their mouth to comfort me, they would just begin sobbing. And I knew they weren't sobbing for me. Mm. I caught on so quickly. <laughs> They're projecting to a date. How would I live? How could I go on under these circumstances? And so I, I, one of the most unusual things in that, to be in that position was I immediately found myself comforting them. That was a surprise. It was such a surprise. But here's the thing. And this just is another piece to share. I'm, I'm just 30 years ahead of so many of you to say that I can tell you how the story ends and that there's grace at the moment. This is why Jesus is saying, you know, enough, there's enough trouble in every day. And man, do I say amen, Jesus. There is enough for today. Mm -hmm. But in my case, I would say there was extraordinary grace. There was an extraordinary grace bubble surrounding me in those first 90 days because it was extraordinarily unusual what was happening all around me and what had happened to that point. So. Maybe I got a little extra spoonful of sugar, the sugar of grace, right? And so, and all of mm-hmm. us will when that time comes. And and I know some of yes. you would say, well, I've been through that and I didn't have that. So I yes. understand there's always caveats, but I would just say that it's now been 23 years. And I can say that every time I yeah. sit down at my desk to work on the manuscript or try to rewrite one piece before I give it out of my little greedy hands that doesn't want to let it go. But every time I do that, I never don't cry. It's 23 years later. One little part of the story yeah. will just just touch my mother's heart or or my child, my little girl heart for saying something about my mother, let's yeah. say. But the point is, is that it is life changing. It's a it's a kind of thing that you go through that changes you. But yeah. but grief is always with you on some level. But you can yeah. have an incredible kind of joy. And in our case, our story was so crazy. So there was something so crazy that God was doing in the midst of that loss that I saw such eternity coming present into my family. And God was with us in a way that was, I don't think, maybe every single person who loses a child had that particular circumstance. So now having talked to so many moms who have lost a child, I, I totally know that every situation is very unique. That just happened to be my story. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I, I think, yeah, we are all so yes. different. Again, that's yes. why we're sharing our stories. And again, I think my biggest thing, even with hearing your story and with other people, is glean from people's stories, but don't yes. take it as your own. Yes. Right? So stay in your lane. Like you have your own story and your own narrative. Glean. That's the whole point, glean what you can from other people's stories and be like, yes, and be encouraged and be edified. But don't take that on your own. of like, oh, I definitely didn't respond that way. Oh, I don't feel that way. Oh, my gosh, I can't imagine this. Like, no, let all of that just wash off mm. of you. So that's um, so good, Mary. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so good. Because we just it's, it's so strange how we don't really know 
sometimes lesser things can catch us off guard than particularly as women. Yes. You can be having a, a very bad menopausal day for me. It, it, that's way over right. now, but, but you can have a bad any kind of day and just the right circumstances yes. can come against you where you're going to be tested in a way that feels, it can feel for moments or times where, you know, God is silent when he never is. He never is. So, yes. yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. Awesome. Well, thank you so yeah. much, Madre, for sharing. Yay. This was awesome. And yes, I, I look forward to continuing to unpack all of these things. And thanks you, everybody, for listening. Okay. Have a great day. See you next week. Thank you so much again for tuning in to the More Than Enough podcast. We are still busy behind the scenes setting up our website. But for now, if you would like to stay up to date or follow along, you can follow us on Instagram at Girls. That's A-M-E-S-G-I-R-L-S. We know that because we're a newer podcast, one of the best ways for people to find us is through reviews. So if you would take just a few minutes and write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would be so grateful. Thank you so much again for joining us, and we look forward to chatting it up again with you next week. Have a lovely week.